0: Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. So, I'm gonna bring you quite a bit of uh, stuff from a book that I am reading. I actually put it down for quite a while and now I have picked it back up since uh, I'm reading several books at the same time. I know that some people don't believe in that theory, but I can't help it, I'm kinda like the guy that looks outside and sees a squirrel and all of a sudden he's on a tangent, Uh, which if you've been listening to this long enough, sometimes you know that I do that. But anyhow, the name of the book is called The Philosophy of Cognitive Behavioral Therapy and it's more kind of an academic book presents uh, research, presents a lot of different information. It's not really a narrative, but uh, if you're interested in picking this book up, I think it's a really awesome book. Just uh, message me and I'll give you the name of it again with the author. But um, So I wanted to bring you a couple of things. The first thing that I wanted to bring to you was a quote by a guy named Bertrand Russell, who was... um, really influential philosopher, early philosopher. And and here's what he says. And by the way, all these quotes will be available in the uh, the notes. It says, worry is a form of fear and all forms of fear produce fatigue. A man who has learned not to feel fear will find the fatigue of daily life greatly diminished. So Bertrand Russell here is is saying like, look, you know, for for those of us that deal with fear, for those of us that deal with worry, which is a form of fear, like it's heavy, isn't it? Like it tires us out. It wears us down. Like it's one of those things where if we're dealing with worry and in some area of our life, that manifests itself in fear. Like we, our heads hit the pillow at night and we're just worn out. We just feel like we have just been run through the ringer. And so what he's saying here is like, hey, what we need to do is learn to be able to diminish this worry, hence fear, so that we can actually like go through and not feel this fatigue from the game that we're playing called life, right? Um, And man, I'm raising my hand here I've felt this a million times, probably will feel it a million more. But what I wanna jump into, so I wanted to give that to you, like, so we can actually really feel what are we talking about here, right? Like, what is at stake? Well, what's at stake here is like not having to feel this fatigue and this weightiness all the time. Uh, But what I wanted to jump into the meat of today's episode was all right, cool. So worry is a form of fear. We don't want that. We know that that's a bad thing. Okay. So how do we deal with it? So what I wanted to bring you was another quote. And this one is also from Bertrand Russell. And it says, the proper course with every kind of fear is to think about it rationally and calmly, but with great concentration until it becomes completely familiar. In the end, familiarity will blunt its terrors. The whole subject will become boring and our thoughts will turn away from it. So not as formally by an effort of will, but through mere lack of interest in the topic. I know that that was long, but I am going to say it again. The proper course with every kind of fear. So what he's saying here is that what we should do is to think about it rationally and calmly, but with great concentration. In other words, we should really dig into it until it becomes completely familiar until we know the fear very well. In the end, the familiarity will blunt its terrors. So the fear just kind of begins to shrink a little bit. The whole subject will become boring to us and our thoughts will turn away from it. Not as formally by an effort of will, so for many of us it's like white knuckle it, just try harder, but through mere lack of interest in the topic. And again, that quote is also going to be in the notes for you guys, so let's, kick around a couple of things. Here's the first thing. Um, fear, right? Like worry, being afraid of something. It feeds on irrational thought. That That's what keeps fear alive is like irrational thought. It, it's thinking about, it's a distorted way of thinking about that fear, right? Now, that being said, like what is most of our posture when talking about dealing with fear or, or worry, right? Uh, to kind of dumb it down to its, um, you know, smaller, I guess, level. And, you know, if we're thinking fight or flight response. It's the flight part, right? It's, man, I'm really, really worried about this. Oh, there's alcohol. Man, I'm really, really worried about this. Oh, there's the couch and Netflix. Man, I'm really, really worried about this. Oh, let's not talk about that. Look, let's talk about this instead, right, it's flight, it's avoidance, right, and what Bertrand Russell is saying is, no, 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 it, the, 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 the option, or the what we should do is fight, stand up, right, you see it, you're worried about that thing, okay, let's fight against that thing, but I guess I'm using fight, but it's not necessarily a fight, because as he said in his quote, it's not like it was before a matter of the will, right, but I, I am gonna use fight because I think it's an easy way to think of it because most of us know of the fight or the flight response. But it's not necessarily like a drag them down, you know, knuckle up fight. But I'll explain that here in a second. So how do we quote unquote fight? Well, it's it's gentle. It's actually a gentle approach. It's, okay, the, the kryptonite for fear what What's going to shrink fear, what's going to get it to uh, lose its power over us is rational thought. So I, I said that fear feeds on, it, it, it is kept alive by irrational thought, distorted thinking. What we need to do is we need to decide, nope, I I'm not running from this thing, I'm gonna actually stand up to it, I'm, I'm here, let's do this, let's take it on, let's lock horns, and what I'm gonna bring is rational thought. What I'm gonna bring to it is correct thinking, is objective thinking, right? And if I bring that to the table, here's the thing, I wanna, I wanna present a couple of things about this. I am not, and Bertrand Russell is not, nobody can, as a matter of fact, because we would just laugh them off the stage, nobody can say, Oh yeah, when you lock horns with this fear, um, those things that you thought were going to happen, nah, they won't happen. Th- those consequences that you, you thought might come about, nah, th- those won't, right? I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. Uh, you're thinking about starting a business and you are worried about that and you are fearful of, well, one of the big fears and one of the big worries with business is it doesn't work out. Choosing to stand up to the fear and bring rational thought to it does not mean that you do not think about the fact that your business may not make it. That's not what this is saying. That's not what this principle is grounded on. The principle is actually grounded on, hey, is that a rational thought? Absolutely, your business might not make it. I mean, anybody that tells you otherwise would be lying to you, right? So, great, bring that to the table as one of the things that you camp out and think about right? Now, Russell says, hey, like deep thought, concentration, like needs to go into this, right? So just using this example of starting a business, starting a business, what are all of the rational things that could happen with starting a business? Well, we'll go, well, I'm just going to take both ends of the spectrum and then you can fill it in with anything in the middle. On the, over here, on the left side would be the business is highly successful, Highly successful. From the get, the business meets with absolute success. On the other side, the business from the get meets with absolute failure. And then there are a million different steps in between. What we need to do is we need to take some serious time and deep thought and concentration to think about all of the things from the success to the failure and everything in between. We need to you know, turn over every stone. We need to look in under every you know rock and crevice. I mean, we need to really do diligence and look at all of these things. You see, here's where I, I guess maybe it kind of falls apart a little bit. Is the 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 power of this principle is in how much effort and how much concentration do you put into bringing this rational thought to this fear, right? Because if you choose to just, you know, give it a, a, a small amount of your time and look at some and present some rational thoughts, but you don't get exhaustive with that, as exhaustive as you can get, by the way, then, then the fear still has a, a hold on you because there are still some irrational thoughts that are floating out there. It's almost as if. You line up all of the irrational thoughts. You're trying to play man-to-man defense here. You line up all of your irrational thoughts about that fear. And for every single one of those irrational thoughts, you should have a rational thought to counteract that irrational thought so that they cancel each other out. And quite honestly, if you spend enough time, you probably will begin to have more rational thoughts than irrational thoughts. And now we're cooking, right? Now we're actually getting somewhere. So what we need to try to do is exhaust every single possibility and every single thing that we can think about tied to this fear. Just lay them all out there. Do they make you feel yucky? Do they make you feel bad, right? Like, all of that. Do they make you feel good? All of that, and everything in between. I don't know what to think about these. What if this were to, I don't know. What if it were to happen? I have no idea, but it's rational and you bring those all out there, right? And then what, so what we're looking to do here is by exhausting all of that, bringing this rational thought in, thinking concretely, thinking objectively, we're just narrowing down surprises. I I mean, some people may say, man, I love surprises. Nobody likes surprises when it comes to worry and fear. Nobody, nobody likes them right? Nobody goes, man, I I, I really, you know, this could turn out really, really poorly. And that's what I'm kind of consumed with is that my business is like going to fail. Oh boy, I I can't, I can't wait to, to see what surprises are in store in that failure. Nobody likes that. Nobody functions that way. So what we're trying to do is reduce the amount of surprises that we are not ready for, the amount of surprises that we are not prepared for. And so we're trying to cover all of our bases. Now, this would take a lot, like I said, this takes a lot of time, this takes a lot of intentionality. And so with the passage of time and with the amount of effort and just kind of gentle thinking that we're doing on this particular fear, on this particular worry, what ends up happening is we end up becoming familiar with this thing, right? I mean, think about it in terms of a, a relationship with a person, right? Like the more time you spend with that person, the more things you learn about that person, which by the way, if you spent enough time or if you're married or if you have a, a, a significant other, you know that with the passage of time, you thought it was all roses and they were this fantastic person that was going to meet all of your needs and was perfect. And, and, then, and then with more time you spend with them, you find out that they're not. You find out some of the kind of quote unquote bad things, some of the negative things about them, but this familiarity is being like cultivated as you dig in and as you get your hooks into this relationship with this person and you begin to go, well, okay. I mean, I know that they might think or do or say or whatever X, Y, Z, but I'm familiar with that. Like it's actually something that I can deal with. So it's the same thing here. It's Oh, okay. Uh so yeah, I'm I'm worried about like the business failing. Oh, but I've pressed into that. I've really thought about that a lot. And the rational thought that 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 comes up with that failure of that business it is, and you kind of go down that trail and whatever that means for you, right? Like, oh, it's 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 not the end of the world. You know, I've got some money saved up and I've got you know an, an alternate plan or whatever, and oh, I'm familiar with like that now. And as I become familiar with it, I can actually withstand like the, the, some of the emotions and some of the feelings that I have for that. But you see, here's the thing. As we become more familiar, and by the way, I'm going to take it back to relationships. Remember, I said like if you're married or if you have a significant other or if you've just spent time with somebody in general, what happens after a while when we spend time with somebody? Like the, the, the tendency is for us to become bored with that person right? Like the tendency is to be like, geez, I know everything about you. Gosh, uh, there's nothing else that that I need to know about you. This this is is great. Not, right? Like you're thinking this isn't exciting anymore. Like, is there anything more to you? Like, I mean, is this it? And so in terms of cultivating, in terms of keeping a relationship healthy and growing and thriving, what we need to do is just continually get around that person and ask better questions and seek to know more about them, right? And just like not be satisfied with what we know but want to know more, right? And that's healthy marriages, that's healthy relationships with significant others, that's healthy relationships with coworkers and with family and all that kind of stuff. So this is the same thing, right? We just, we, we look to know everything about this particular fear But because this fear is not really a living organism like a a person is, like a relationship with a husband or a relationship with a boyfriend, girlfriend, or or a coworker, then we're going to reach the end of the road with this particular fear. This particular fear or worry is static. Like it's standing off in the distance and as we get closer to it, it doesn't move away from us. But you see, your husband or your spouse, I mean... like they're living life and so they bring different experiences to the table. So like they're kind of like moving away from us because they've got more to tell us. They've got more experiences. They've got more things they're feeling, so on and so forth. But this fear is not like that. So my analogy with the relationship dies. My analogy with the relationship with a human being dies at this point because we no longer have that. Right. The fear was standing a hundred yards away, and as I continue to deeply think about this and bring rational thought to this fear, I got fifty yards away. I got twenty-five yards away. I got ten yards away. All of a sudden, I'm standing face to face with that fear, and that fear has nowhere else to go. I know everything it is. I am into. Uh, I am intimately familiar with that fear and now that fear is boring. That's it. I'm like, all right, this is all there was to it, great. And, and two things happen there. Number one, um, we realize because of the rational thought, the fear actually wasn't that big of a deal. We actually, the irrational thought was, was kind of crazy. Like maybe you can even laugh at ourselves, right? It's like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? And then we go, man, I'm bored and we about face, and we just leave. And so here's the happy ending, is all of a sudden, like the fear means nothing to us. Like all of a sudden, it's not worth our thoughts. All of a sudden, it's not worth our time. All of a sudden, with the passage of time, we may realize that this fear is bye, see you later, it's gone, it has disappeared. I am not worried about that anymore. I am not scared about that anymore. I'm not afraid of that anymore. Now this is not something that's going to happen if you decide right after this podcast to spend the rest of your day, even if it was eight hours, thinking about your fear and deep concentration about it, bringing the rational thought and doing some of the things in this episode. It doesn't mean it goes away, boom, instantly right there in a day. This is something, depending on how deep these irrational thoughts go in, in terms of this worry and this fear, this is something we may have to come back to time and time and time again. That is not a bad thing, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. That's a good thing. That's called moving towards being the best version of ourselves, moving towards, you know, mastery. But if we pull that irrational thought, that rug of irrational thoughts out from underneath that fear, that fear falls flat on its face. And now we bring that irrational thought and we pin that fear down and we look at it closely, intimately, with an amount of detail and a fine tooth comb that we've never brought to it before, we don't flee, we fight, and all of a sudden we realize, hey, that fear doesn't really get at me anymore. And that is victory. But we've got a lot of fears that we face, right? It's not just like, oh, I fear this one thing, and then like everything else I'm not scared of. We've got a lot of these things. So this is a process that we have to wash, rinse, and repeat with a lot of our fears that we have, because many of us have several, right? So I mean, great, all right, Mario, so I've got that now, like what's the application link? What do I do with this information? Well, I would say it's probably like credit card debt, right? If you talk to anybody that you know, is in the finance world, um, so they tell you, hey, if you've got credit card debt, let's say you've got five credit cards that you, you know, have debt on and they've got a balance, you take on the ones with the smaller balance first, right? The ones that, oh, I only owe 200 bucks on that one. Okay. I can pay that one off this month. And you kind of slowly work your way up to the credit card that has a $5,000 balance and you leave that one for last, right? Because that one's going to take a little bit of time. You kind of get some momentum going and you get yourself moving in the right direction with paying off those credit cards. So here's an exercise for you. Get out a sheet of paper, get on your phone, whatever, and type out some of the fears that you have. Think about some of the fears that you have, like list them out. And then maybe very simply on a scale of one to 10, like put a number next to that fear. Like, man, I am deathly afraid of that one. Wow, that one's a nine. Oh, this one over here, I mean, eh, it. you know, eh, I, I worry about it. You know, I think about it every once in a while, but it, it's, it's like a three, and then rank them in terms of lowest to highest, the ones that you're least afraid of, all the way to the ones that you're most afraid of, and then begin working on those and begin knocking those out. Because what you're gonna find is that like the one that's rated a three, the irrational thoughts on that one are gonna be pretty easy for you to knock down. You're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I was I was seriously afraid of this thing or I was seriously worrying about this thing because of that. Jeez, that rational thought didn't have very, very deep roots, right? I was able to knock that one down pretty quick. But as you get to that one that's a nine, some of those irrational thoughts, boy, they've been there for a while. Remember that irrational thoughts feeds the fear and keeps it alive. And you're not dealing with, you know, the three would be like an infant fear. You're not dealing with an infant fear. That one that's a nine, like that sucker's a teenager with all its rebellious nature, right? Not listening to mom and dad wanting to do what it wants. So, work your way up to that one. Get some momentum, work out the principle, uh, in times of, you know, less stress and less, uh, opposition and work your way up towards tackling those big suckers. I hope that, uh, I hope that this helps you out. Listen, I know that this is super practical. I know that this episode is going to resonate with a lot of you that are listening and I'm thankful for that. Right. And so I want to, I want to help you. Uh, Get at me, tell me what some of your fears are. What are some of the irrational thoughts that you have? I would love to partner with you one-on-one and get on the phone with you and chat with you about this and how we can work through these because they can be worked through. And you know, the freedom that comes with not worrying and fearing something. I mean, like Bertrand Russell said, like the the fatigue and and the tiredness that we feel at the end of our days a lot of times because life is beating us up, like we don't have to feel that anymore. And then we can choose to use that vibrance and that energy to do other things like, for example, help others and continue to build community. So I'd love to hear from you guys. Anyhow, I know I've taken up quite a bit of your time. Those of you that have stuck in here, thank you guys so much for sticking through the whole thing. The quotes are in the show notes and I'm also going to put the name of the book in there. Actually, I said that uh, you can message me, but I'm going to put the name of the book in there in case those of you would like to get at that. And last but not least, if you want a little bit more info on this, jump on utmostperformance.info and go give it a checkout, give it a gander, check and see what I do, how I can help you out. Have a fantastic rest of your day, y'all. Until next time.